welcome to Take Heart, a podcast of hope, faith, and connection for the special needs mom. The three of us are all special needs moms, and we understand the crazy journey, lonely road, and sometimes overwhelming day-to-day of raising a child with special needs. We also know from our 30 plus years of combined experience that this life can be amazing. Hi, my name is Sarah Klein. Our topic this month is diagnosis. If you missed the last two weeks, make sure to go back and listen to Amy and Carrie's stories. Trust me, you're going to be inspired. Here in the Klein household, Diagnosis Day is often referred to as D-Day. It was February 8th, 2012. Diagnoses are often painful, and it's a day that goes down in our family history books, unfortunately. But looking back, we see where this was also the beginning of our amazing, crazy journey. And as cliche as it sounds, it's true that you don't know where you're going until you recognize where you've been. So here's our story. I am a wife of over 23 years and a boy mom of two. I often tell people my most refined mom skill is being a sarcasm interpreter. Maybe that's just my family. I don't know. But my oldest son, Connor, he will be 20 here in a few weeks. And my youngest, TJ, is 16. TJ has a rare and fatal form of muscular dystrophy called Duchenne. The first time I ever heard the word Duchenne was on New Year's Eve 2011. The receptionist at a medical clinic I worked at the time, she stepped away from the phone, so I picked up the phone when it rang, intending just to take a message. I recognized the caller. He was a physical therapist at an affiliated hospital, and he asked for the doctor. I told him that the doctor was off that day and just simply asked to take a message. The therapist said, yes, have him call me regarding concerns I have over his referred patient that I saw yesterday, and my stomach dropped. I just knew because this physical therapist saw my son yesterday. I pulled it together, chastising myself for being that mom and asking for the patient's name to which he replied clinically with my son's name. I have no idea how long the pause was because on my end, it felt like minutes. All I remember saying is that's my son, I'm his mom. And this physical therapist simply said a lot less clinically I'm sorry, but I cannot talk to you. The doctor needs to call me. I hung up and called the doctor I worked for. Fast forward what seems like days, but was most likely an hour or so. The doctor called back, and that was the first time I heard Duchenne. I also heard, stay off the internet, or it will just scare you. It's never a good sign. Um, He also said, we don't know anything for sure yet. Also not a great sign. So, of course, the first thing I did was I Googled it. Well, I tried to Google it, but I had no idea how to spell it. So, I finally, I went on the MDA site and searched until what I found was what I thought it was. As I looked at the pictures and read the symptoms, I knew that this was my son. I knew this is what my son had. And the more I read, the more I just started just to become numb. I remember reading that all the muscles eventually break down into fat, hindering the child from everything from standing and walking to eating, hugging and even breathing on their own. More than anything, I remember from that particular experience was reading that the average life expectancy at that time was 23. I remember saying out loud, 
23. I didn't even realize until a coworker laid her hand on my shoulder and gently said to go home that I had been reading out loud and crying. I just knew I was going to throw up or pass out. It just didn't seem real. I barely remember even breaking it to my husband. We had to wait until February 8th to officially get the diagnosis. The entire time between New Year's and February 8th, we had been told it was probably not Duchenne, but it appears to be a type of muscular dystrophy. Everyone was being optimistic. So we drove to the hospital two hours away and met with a doctor who looked at our child, had him walk, stand up from the floor, and then in less than a grand total of 20 minutes, had my son leave the room with a nurse. And she looked at us and said, well, it looks like you have a Duchenne boy. I immediately looked at my husband pleading with him to look at me because I knew if he looked at me, he'd figure it out and I would know that she was wrong. I just knew if he made eye contact with me, it was all going to be okay. And he later on told me that he could not look at me because he wouldn't be able to hold it together if he saw the pain in my face. So my hit, when she said, well, it looks like you have a Duchenne boy. My husband, my husband simply said, no, and just stared at the doctor. And then he asked, are you sure? And she said she was confident, but would need to get gene testing to find the specific gene interruption. And his final plea was, is there any chance you could be wrong? And she said, of course it's possible, but I've seen enough to be confident that your son has Duchenne. On the way out of the hospital, we passed by a maternity ward. A very young, pregnant woman and her ecstatic husband were walking out, smiling with the ultrasound in hand. I made eye contact with her and she just smiled. I, I hope I did too. I hope I smiled at her. But all I can remember is thinking, I pray she never has to hear what I just heard. And I remember praying that prayer as I was walking down. And I still, to this day, pray for her, hoping that she never has to hear that. And I was numb for days after that, if not weeks. Uh, who am I kidding? It was a good six months of just diagnosis fog. The numbness seemed to be replaced by anger like a tidal wave, though. I was so angry. I was angry at the doctor who said, you have a Duchenne boy, but here's a great camp we offer. It's free. I was angry at the physical therapist who had worked with my son for, for years, for over a year, and hadn't caught on. I was angry that I had to wait for over a month to be told my seemingly healthy son is terminal. Y'all, I was even angry at the OB who delivered TJ eight years prior to that. And I thought, I remember thinking, she is such a liar. She told me he was a healthy baby boy. And she told me he was perfect. She handed him to us and said, well, mom, you have a perfect baby boy. I was so angry at her. And the hardest thing to admit was that I was angry at God. I grew up in the church. As the saying goes, I cut my teeth on a pew. Um, but all I kept thinking is, how can a loving God do this to a child? I started doubting everything I had spent my entire life believing about my faith. And guys, I'm not proud of how I responded, but looking back, I was simply fortifying my faith in the best way I knew how at that time. Maturity wasn't my go-to for sure, I threw what I refer to as the quintessential adult temper tantrum. I hid my Bible and I even deprogrammed the Christian channels off of my car radio. See, temper tantrum. Fortunately, like any loving parent, God waited patiently for me to come back. 
he put caring people in my path that could have only been his doing. Eventually, I stopped asking God, why me? Why my child? And I started asking, why me? Why my child? What am I to learn? How can this be used for good? What are you trying to teach me? And please know this. It took a long time for me to get to the point where I stopped blaming God. Eventually, I had to sit down and think about my faith and all it has meant to me over the years. And the pragmatic part of me knew that I needed to decide whether my faith was firm or it was fluff. And I did a lot of soul searching and it did not come easy. Eventually, I was able to determine that my faith is firm. And I cannot look at my son, God's child. He's God's child and not know that he has a profound purpose in this life. And I get to be a part of that story. I only get to choose the part I play in the story. I get to decide, am I going to be the mom that helps his story get told? Am I going to be the mom that advocates for him? Am I going to be the mom that makes whatever limited time he has on this earth worthwhile? Or am I going to be the mom that sulks? for the rest of the time that, that I have with him. And I want to leave you with this one thing I tell myself every day. And I say this every day because I need to be reminded every day. Every morning I pray for peace and his purpose, not understanding, not even acceptance. I just pray for peace in God's purpose. I pray for peace knowing God has big plans for his child. I pray for peace as I deal with the human emotions that come from being this child's earthly mother. And I pray for peace and balancing all this life will throw at me. This sets my mind and heart in a sacred space every day. It sets me up for the right mental attitude going forward. It helps me stay grounded on what is important. And mostly, it helps me to remember that when it's not all okay, and there will be times it won't be, Peace can be found in God. I have a free printable handout on my website called Five Ways to Reclaim Hope After a Life-Altering Diagnosis. You can get it and other free resources on my website at sarahclime.com. Thank you for joining us this week on Take Heart. Our prayer each week is for your heart to be encouraged. We are grateful that you are walking on this journey with us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a show. You can follow us on Instagram at Take Heart Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments, follow the links in our show notes. We would love to hear, you, hear from you and to hear your story. Thanks for listening. We will see you next Tuesday when all three of us are together to wrap up this month on diagnosis.